0: A Radio 1 91FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05am on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado John Moore drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the octagon to the beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morina, Here ora And on today's political roundup, new rental rules, the war online, and Jordan Peterson's New Zealand tour comes to an end. So, the details of the Government's Healthy Homes Standards were released yesterday. Housing Minister Phil Twyford announced that every rental home in New Zealand will, by law, be required to have a heater in the living room and an extractor fan in the kitchen and bathroom. The rules have come into effect from mid-2021. According to the Minister, nearly 600,000 households rent in New Zealand. Twyford estimated that about 200,000 families live in rental homes that do not have ceiling or underfloor insulation. He said that the Ministry of Health has said that 6,000 children are hospitalised each year due to housing-related issues. The Minister said that such Children are nearly four times more likely to be re-hospitalised and ten times more likely to die in the following ten years. So that's rather shocking numbers. The Green Building Council, not the Green Party, has said that the Government's announcement was not good enough. The New Zealand Green Building Council is a non-profit membership organisation that promotes better building. The council head, Andrew Eagle, said that four years is too long to wait for these new standards to become law. Now, the representative for property investors, Andrew King, said the new regulations would lead to rents going up. The head of the New Zealand Property Investors Federation said that new installation rules would be the main driver of any increase in rent. Now, the government's new healthy home standards are part of its drive against poverty and especially against the effects of poverty on children. Housing Minister Paul Twyford has put forward a strong case for regulation or further regulation of the rental market. His discussion of the health effects on children living in in unhealthy homes points to the need for an immediate upgrade of rental properties. However, these changes will not be enforced for another four years, leaving renters in substandard properties up to that time. And of course the National Government needs to be criticised here for the little that they did to upgrade rental properties. Added to this, renters are facing an increase in rents as property investors are forced to upgrade their properties. increase in rents will hurt the poorest in our communities, who will be forced to juggle their budgets to meet this increase in living costs. Therefore, should the government be looking at tightly regulating the cost of rental properties to tenants? Now, lime scooter ban. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to jump on a lime scooter to get down here today. Uh, You can indicate a bit of bias there coming from me, but anyway I'll try and be fair and balanced Let's. Fox News. Lime scooters have retaliated against the ban imposed on the e-scooters by Auckland and Dunedin City Councils. Lime has asked users of its scooters to show their support for the company by sending emails to local government politicians. And so far, almost 2,500 emails have been sent to Dunedin councillors and the Mayor via the Lime Scooter app. Both the Auckland and Dunedin City Councils have put a ban on Lime on the basis of, of injuries to riders. Lime has claimed that the problem with its scooters brakes only occur in very rare circumstances. The company claims the problem has been fixed. So certainly Lime has a responsibility to provide safe scooters to the public and the number of reported accidents is of concern. Riders also have a responsibility to use e-scooters sensibly and with caution. So were the DCC and the Auckland Council right in taking lime scooters off our streets? And was safety really the pressing issue? The vast majority of road accidents are caused of course by cars. Cars can be a killer, yet a ban on cars would be rightly seen as unacceptable and draconian. Have local government bureaucrats and politicians therefore acted in a draconian and undemocratic manner with their war on this highly popular alternative form of transport? And finally, Jordan Peterson came and spoke and conquered. The controversial psychologist Jordan Peterson has packed out venues in New Zealand and the media has followed the public intellectual with a keenness usually reserved for pop stars. Peters has been accused by his opponents of being racist, sexist and transphobic. His supporters hail him as a motivational speaker who has saved lives and has encouraged the transformation of alienated young males in particular. Now Peterson's views are rightly controversial and loathed by many. The Canadian psychologist promotes rather archaic views on gender relations and flirts with racialist views on race and IQ. However, however, Pedersen is no Nazi and he is extremely articulate, nuanced and knowledgeable. His ideas are becoming increasingly popular and Peterson can be seen as part of a wave of right-wing, anti-PC popular speakers and writers. Peterson's ideas do need to be challenged, but the left and liberals in New Zealand have failed to, sen- to seriously challenge the Canadian psychologists. Peterson needs to be debated and again challenged, but. Decrying him as beyond the pale, as effectively a Nazi, and at the same time failing to come up with well-researched counter-arguments means that the New Zealand left lost its battle against Jordan Peterson. All right, thank you so much for that, John Moore. I'll see you again tomorrow morning, my friend. Yes, hopefully there'll be some scooters out there Mm -hmm. for that time. (laughs) That was a Radio 1 91FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.